in a summary, if I had to say one sentence, like what does Restore Thrive do? We work with active individuals to ensure that they live uh, uh, happy and age gracefully. I'm Patrick Chandler. I'm TJ Kiblin. I'm Nick Reyes. And you're listening to the Sweat Daily Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the Sweat Daily Podcast. Uh, as you guys know, this doesn't sound like Pat. We're going to kind of flip the script a little bit and uh, learn a little bit more about Pat and his humble beginnings. <laughs> What's up, Pat? What's up, T? Thanks for the uh, the magical introduction. It uh, feels like a little bit like Freaky Friday. We, we switched places. You're now doing all the interviewing, and, and I'm the one that has all the tough questions to answer. Usually, I like throwing like just a hard question that I didn't prep you for, so right? I'm expecting some tough ones that, uh, that I'm not prepared for. <laughs> well, yeah, it's going to get a little weird in here, but uh, yeah, let's just uh, let's just start. Let's, uh, let's get into it. So, Pat, introduce yourself a little bit and uh, explain yourself. Right. So <laughs> many of you know me as the, the host of the Sweat Daily Podcast, but uh, I, I, I wear many hats, I guess is the, the nice way to put it. I am a physical therapist by trade. So I recently, about a year ago, finished up my doctorate in physical therapy from Rockhurst University. Um, and then also around that same time, I also um, got added to the, mem- or the ownership team um, here at Kansas Athletic Club in Overland Park. And so I'm currently part of that ownership team and then working as a physical therapist for a company called Restore Thrive out of Kansas Athletic Club. So I have deep root ties to the gym here. And uh, and yeah, so so right now I'm kind of doing both of those things as well as, um, you know, all of us kind of collaborate on the, the podcast itself. But I generally host the podcast as well. So those are the three probably main uh, career moves that I'm making right now. Awesome. Awesome. So let's get a little bit of context or a little bit of background about you. You know, you know, some people know, might know that you played college baseball, but you know, where'd you grow up? You know, um, where'd you go to college? How'd you get into physical therapy? Just kind of, kind of elaborate on that. Yeah. So it all started back in 1991. Um, no, I won't, I won't go back that far. Um, although we might, we might make some stops along the way. Uh, so I, I grew up mostly in Southwest Missouri, uh, Nixa, Missouri, for all you Jason Bohr fans out there, um, where he's from too, the, the fictional character of Born Identity. That's my favorite movies, the trilogy. I didn't know that. My wife. Yeah, I didn't know that until like two weeks ago when I told you that. And you're like, oh yeah, it did, it did say Nixa. So, um, but yeah, so I, I mostly grew up in, in that hometown. It, it was a pretty small hometown that grew pretty quickly. Um, grew up playing sports, loved all sports, man. I played uh, mostly soccer and baseball when I was younger, but I played some football, except I broke my arm, realized I wasn't very good, stopped doing that. Uh, you know, I love playing tennis recreationally. Uh, I love playing golf, still love golfing. Um, basically any type of sport that had a ball or a team or just really anything active, like I just loved doing it growing up. And then uh, got to high school, kind of narrowed down, broke my arm, like I said, in football. So narrowed down to baseball and basketball. Um, realized that I was, you know, six foot and athletic, but not that athletic to continue on to play basketball. <laughs> and, and that kind of narrowed my choice down to be like, you know what? I, I, and I did love baseball. Baseball was probably the first sport that I played, uh, competitively and, and I'd always loved it. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to see where I can go with this baseball stuff and ended up, uh, getting a college scholarship to Rockhurst university. And, uh, it kind of came down between, uh, coming to Kansas City and going to Rockhurst and going to Missouri Southern and Joplin and 
you know, I've always kind of enjoyed coming up to Kansas City. I've got some cousins and family that live up here and always enjoyed uh, visiting them. So I'm like, you know what, let's see what Kansas City is all about. And uh, started college in 2009, um, had no idea what I was going to do except try to play professional baseball after college. Um, kind of that type of mindset where I was like, you know what, the future will work itself out. That's future Pat's worry. I don't have to worry about that right now. Um, every now and then I still do that where I'm like, you know what, I'm just going to worry about today's Pat and future Pat will have to worry about this. Don't always love that choice that I made, but, um, but it, you know, I'm still here, I guess. So, uh, so yeah, so I, I kind of went into college without really a, a, a solid plan. Um, I do remember like freshman year, you know, them talking advisors, talking to, to, to me about, you know, career path and, and what do you want to do after college? And I never like just came out and told them like, I'm going to be a professional baseball player. Cause I kind of knew in the back of my mind, which is probably the reason why I didn't end up becoming a pre professional baseball player <laughs> yeah. that the odds were stacked against me. Um, and I had a few looks, I got a, I got a couple tryouts with independent teams and things like that, but it just never came through. And, uh, and yeah, so we, um, you know, moving through college, I ended up finding exercise science and realizing, um, that I really enjoyed working out and I really enjoy science. And that's like the collaboration of both, you know, it's literally in the name of the major exercise science. So, uh, yeah, go ahead. I was going to jump in. Did, did you fall in love with exercise science? Cause, uh, Pat hasn't really attest or talked about this, but Pat had quite the growth spurt in college and, and, and actually came back after what your first, your freshman year and was like, four inches taller, about 30 pounds of muscle. Like you yeah, were kind of a late bloomer. A little bit. Yes. I, I was, you know, I wasn't small. I was always smaller growing up and, uh, you know, not like a really tall person. And I'm, I'm probably about six foot, six foot one now, but, um, you know, I, I wasn't the big kid growing up. So, uh, in college, I think my freshman year, I was probably about five eleven and about 160, 160 pounds. And then, uh, freshman year, I learned how to, to weightlift and I'll give my buddy Tyler, uh, Christopher, and then Kyle Robinson a shout out because they like basically dragged me to the gym uh, after my freshman year of college summer and kind of taught me how to, you know, lift weights. And it was mostly just bodybuilding stuff that we looked up, you know, or, you know, like on, on Instagram or Facebook and we're just yeah. like, okay, let's do these workouts. And we pretty much benched and squatted and, and I don't even know if we deadlifted that's, at all, but that's pretty typical for a college kid. Right. It's just like, and, but I did love it. Like we were like, man, this is awesome. And then I also... I think around that time hit that late growth spurt where I grew two inches in height because weightlifting doesn't actually make you grow taller, unfortunately. <laughs> um, but, uh, but I grew two inches and then I also just kind of gained about 30 pounds where I was like, you know, some of it muscle and some of it just natural growth. So was your baseball coach like, what are you eating? <laughs> uh, I, I don't even know my baseball coach and, and for all, if, if anybody out there, uh, was coached by Gary Burns, the infamous Gary Burns, um, I don't know if he noticed <laughs> he uh he had i guess bigger bigger fish to fry I, i'm sure he noticed but um i it's funny i'll give sadie the shout out she was the first one to notice because i came back my sophomore year and i was i was about 195 pounds now so about 30 pounds heavier and an inch or two taller and um and we had a little like uh you know we interest in each other freshman year but nothing really came and then sophomore year is when we started dating and sadie's my wife by the way for anybody that doesn't know but that's because you you cleared six foot I, the important six foot I number was finally tall enough and i think i was wearing like air maxes because those were cool oh, back yeah. in the day so it gave me like an extra inch of height so i'm like <laughs> i'm like a solid six two right now and uh and yeah she was the one she's like has he 
has he changed? Like, what's different about him? And then my, my buddy Ian was like, yeah, man, he's freaking jacked. <laughs> and so so that was the difference. Uh, and kind of when I started falling in, in love with, with, you know, exercise, really. And, and at that point, it was mostly just lifting weights. Um, I hadn't even got into, like, training for performance. Um, didn't even really know what CrossFit was at the time. That was, you know, 2010. Um, CrossFit was well on its way, but I just hadn't really heard about it. Which so. is funny because Tyler Christoffel, Pat's roommate and friend that got him into lifting is actually a CrossFit Games athlete. So that's a, a pretty cool tie. Right. And he, uh, you know, at the time he, we were just bodybuilders, body basically. Yeah. yeah and, and not even very good bodybuilders. <laughs> so, um, but, uh, but yeah, so that's, that's a great, great point that, you know, I hadn't even really considered that. That's really when I started to be like, you know, this is actually something that I really enjoy. Um, and what's interesting is my professors in college at the time around sophomore year is when I was about to declare for the major, they, uh, asked me, you know, physical therapy might be something that you really enjoy. And because of your kind of that, uh, exercise science background. Yes. Okay. And, and that's what the majority of people do when they go exercise science is pre PT. Yeah. And I pretty much straight up said, no, I don't want to. And, and I was like, just um, because of the extensive schooling or just, you didn't have interest in it yet. Mostly ignorance. Okay. Uh, but for me, uh, my reasoning at the time was, and this is pretty harsh. Um, I was like, I don't want to work with old people. And the, the stigma that I had about physical therapy was you're going to work in a nursing home. You're going to work in a hospital and you're just going to have to deal with really sick people and do leg raises and, and things like that. And, and I was very misguided at the time. Right. And I made such a huge decision about my career without being informed. And it was probably one of the, uh, I, you know, you say biggest regrets. It led me to where I am, blah, 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 blah. But um, yeah, at the time I'm like, man, I was idiot. That was really dumb. I could have been, you know, doing what I've been doing now for five years instead of, yeah. you know, where I am now. And again, trajectory of life, who knows where you'd be. But um, yeah, so that was my reasoning. And so did you just continue on with exercise science? I did. And I put my focus into being more strength and conditioning focused. Okay. Um, with the plans of going to get my master's, doing an internship at a major university and being a, a you know, eventually a head strength and conditioning coach at a college program, maybe professional sports. Yeah. Um, but then I learned a little bit more about, you know, that system and hours that you work and the amount that you don't get paid. And, and it's by this cutthroat industry, it's really. a cutthroat industry. Um, and the people that build their way up, um, takes a long time. It takes a lot of connections, a lot of know, a lot of knowing people. Yeah, I was going to say, it's more private about who, you know, than what, you know, right. And I don't want to discredit any, because I never really went through that, that lifestyle. So I can't say definitively, like it is this, and that's why I didn't do it. But that alone kind of scared me away. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and I was a little bit lost. I was, I, um, I, this was all around the same time of me trying out for professional sports teams and obviously not making it. So I was, you know, pretty, pretty sad. And, you know, a career of baseball that had started when I was like four years old, I started pretty young, um, you know, until I'm 22. Now I'm like, what the hell am I doing? You kind of lose your why. Exactly. You know? Kind of, yeah, I was a little bit lost. I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to do for my life. And, and then I ran out of money. So, uh, I had to mo move back home, moved into the basement with my parents and I legitimately didn't have a job for like two months, didn't have any money. And I was just applying to different schools, graduate programs, 
um, to see what masters I wanted to do. Um, uh, strength and conditioning was, was kind of still on the front burner, but I wasn't sold on it. So I wasn't really committal. I know that <laughs> I, I, if my mom, I don't know if my mom, if you're out there listening to this, um, <laughs> I think she applied for more jobs for me than I applied. <laughs> like she was just Mama like, bear. get out of my house probably is what she was thinking. But basically I guess rock bottom would have been, um, I ended up getting a part-time job at MC sports in the battlefield mall in Springfield, Missouri. Um, I think I was like 23 years old and I wasn't doing a whole lot. I would work, you know, a couple hours a day and make like $9 an hour. And, uh, and yeah, I hated it. It was, uh, it sucked. I hate folding clothes. And that was my job was to fold clothes and check people out. So, uh, You're it was miserable. It was pretty <laughs> miserable, but, uh, but then I started, you know, you know, I'm like, if I want to actually seriously pursue the strength and conditioning thing, I need to get some experience. So honestly, I just emailed everybody in the Springfield area that I could find that had strength and conditioning in their business title. And I got one response and it was from a place called car physical therapy. Um, Corey and Jill Carr um, are the, the business owners. It's a small business, very similar small business to what um, Restore Thrive is and what I'm currently working on. But uh, uh, they, slight differences, but they were like, you know, we, we don't necessarily have a huge need for strength and conditioning, but you're welcome to try to build your clientele. And in the meantime, um, you can just work as a tech. You can kind of clean up the gym um, and, and just do any odds and ends jobs around here. And I was like, cool, I'll take it. They offered me more money than I was already making, uh, per hour. And I was like, I don't know how many hours a week you need. And it eventually grew to where, um, you know, we, we created a good bond and, and I grew into basically being the clinic manager for them where I was handling billing stuff. I was overseeing, um, insurance type of, type of things. And, and, um, we're doing front desk duties, kind of just a jack of all trades. Uh, but in the meantime, I was learning firsthand from Corey, uh, like what physical therapy is and was and, and in what like it real time in right? real time and what it could be. Um, you know, and he would kind of teach me, you know, certain techniques, manual stuff that he'd let me practice on him and, and other staff members just for fun. And, you know, I basically learned, I'm like, this is kind of cool. And like, there's a lot of cool places that you can take this. It doesn't just have to be that stigma. What I had in my mind of working with old people. So, so Jill and Cora were kind of like the turning points in your life. A little bit. Yeah. yeah I, I love it. Cause then you got real, real time experience on what physical therapy was and it removed that stigma that you had that they only work with elderly clientele. So, um, is that when you started to shift your mindset that you wanted to get into this and, and start applying for schools? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then, you know, in the meantime, so that was kind of like in my own, my own, my own personal world. But then, uh, Sadie had, uh, in the, in that time frame, moved from Iowa. We were in long distance relationship, moved to Kansas city, um, and then moved from Kansas city down to Springfield. Um, and we moved in together and she started her master's, um, in social work at Missouri state. So we knew that she had two years. I'm like, okay, well, why don't, and, and it was right around the time that she was applying. I'm like, I think I want to do this physical therapy thing. Um, and, and she was like, okay, cool. Like, do you want to apply? And I'm like, well, it kind of makes more sense if, you know, I work to put you through school and then you'll have a job and you can help put me through school. So we're not both just racking up all this crazy debt. Um, you know, and, and obviously we still racked up some debt, but it's right. inevitable as, as you go on to, to, to higher education and there's smarter ways to do it, but that's not what this podcast is about. At least but, you racked up debt and got a degree. I just <laughs> racked up debt. <laughs> that's, that's true. At least I have the, we both have the degree. So, so she had moved down and we kind of decided that 
she's going to do two years of school. I'll continue to work. Um, cause I had a steady, steady income by that point. I, by that point I was the clinic manager and had a salary and, and was in a comfortable, comfortable place to, to support us. And then, um, it came time for her to graduate and me to do the application process for physical therapy. And these timelines are kind of blended, but basically it came down to, do I want to do physical therapy school at Missouri state in Springfield, or do we want to move back to Kansas city? And all of the logical, which I'm a very logical thinker, all the logical choices led me to say Missouri state. It was cheaper. I'm already living there. Good house. I could probably work part-time while I'm going to school. Um, but I knew and we knew that we wanted to move back to Kansas City. So I decided to come like back to more opportunity in a bigger city, right? Right. And that's one thing that's not an absolute, but it is um, you make connections where you're in school and, and you just tend to be closer in the community that you're ingrained with. So I knew that eventually we wanted to end up in Kansas City and we just figured it would be easier to transition to uh, work for me right out of school. And Sadie would she, you know, her career path would lead her to have opportunity wherever she went. Um, so we just kind of decided like, you know what, it doesn't make sense. It's a little bit more money, but we know we're going to end up where we, we want to. So, um, yeah, we decided to come back to Kansas city and, and kind of in that time too, is when Sadie actually discovered CrossFit and she got into CrossFit and I was kind of against it. I'm like, you know, it's not for me, you know, it's fine. I'm glad that you enjoy it. She met some friends through that and and then eventually she, she got me to go and I always tell, I'm pretty sure it was a front squat and burpees workout. My first one, I'm like, I'm an athlete called Ashley. I, I tried out for pro teams. I'll be fine. And I didn't die during the workout, but for like the next three days after I was just demolished a little humble pie. It huh? was some, a lot of humble pie. So, and, and I, I kept that membership for like a month or so. And then I had to, I, I basically quit cause I, I just wasn't showing up and, and I was like, okay, why would I pay for this if I'm just not showing up? And then I kind of got the bug and Tyler Christopher kind of got to me a little bit and he was like, you know, just try some workouts here and there. And I, I had a gym at the the job that I was working at and then it started, I'm like, okay, I can see this. And I, I did actually eat some of that humble pie and kind of slow down, start at the basics and then work up. And then I was like, okay, I want to come back. And then ever since then, I think that was 2016. I've been, uh, late 2016, um, you know, been pretty much all in on CrossFit. We were at CrossFit provision down, um, in Springfield, uh, shout out to everybody down there. Um, they were awesome. And, and then obviously, um, I knew Tyler too. So, so we would work out from time to time, but, um, yeah, then, then moved up to Kansas city and found, found a couple, we, we bounced around a little bit, but actually before finding what was then CrossFit 913, now Kansas athletic club, um, while I was in PT school. So, um, that's kind of, I guess, part one of this saga. Part two is really where, um, you know, PT school started till now. And, and that, that's, um, I don't know if I can make it shorter. I'm sure I can talk for a long time. Well, yeah, like, let's just, let's just kind of touch on like, what was your pull into physical therapy? Like what drove you into it? Obviously seeing it in real time with Jill and Corey, like obviously that probably mm -hmm. sparked a lot of your interest, but like was there like any injuries that you saw or anything that happened specifically that you're like, I want to, I want to do this. I want to help athletes or I want to help all spectrum of people, kids, you know, adults, um, the elderly, like what, what became your why and like what really sparked the interest into the PT and like what drives you now? Yeah. I mean, I think that having the, the firsthand experience was really what sparked the why. Um, obviously that's not the why, 
um, that I, I would have to say the why was just realizing how it came very natural to me, um, understanding the concepts of physical therapy, healing, and, and then like the research behind it is something that, you know, the nerdy side of me does enjoy looking into. Um, but being able to be that bridge, cause it's, it's something that I just kind of assumed that people like also knew or understood and, and being able to connect this sciencey side of things to, um, exercise and being that, that like, I'm going to explain this in a way that you understand, but also, um, the person to your left can understand and their 90 year old grandma can understand. And also this eight year old kid could understand. It's going to be different for every one of you, but, um, I want to understand, uh, like help you understand why it's important to do this and this and this. So basically just being that bridge of one, you're in pain or two, you're not able to accomplish something that you want to accomplish and getting you to that goal for yourself. So, um, it, I mean, it really is like a, like a, like a self-service thing. Like I feel very proud when somebody comes to see, um, me or really any physical therapist. And then they come out of it on the other end and be like, I never really thought that I was going to be able to, um, do a pull-up again because my shoulder hurt so bad. And, you know, now I'm able to do 10 pull-ups in a row. And, and it's something that they're in their mind. They had said, well, I'm just going to have to give it up. And, and along the way, you, you know, a lot of people out there have probably heard from many medical professionals, you should never do CrossFit or you need to just quit running or, you need to uh, stop squatting. And, and in my mind, I'm kind of like, you know, why? And it's not necessarily a unique why. I'm not the only person that feels that way, but also I feel like I can actually help explain why that's not true. Yeah, and, that, and that's, that's kind of a perfect segue into kind of my next question because you treat people differently. Like when I think of a, when I used to think of a physical therapist, I thought someone in a white coat that I would have to go do like rehab with and like a, sterile, clean hospital setting. Whereas people come work with you in the gym. I think it's an awesome setting. You can do a lot of muscle testing and, and, and different things and put them through range of motion using the gym setting. So it's, I think it's a obviously a perfect fit with you being in here, but like what drove you down the restore thrive path versus going to work for a hospital, working with like rehabilitation on, you know, post-op. Yeah. So I, um, you know, it's actually a, another kind of funny story and I'll, I'll set a little backstory for it. But, um, in physical therapy school, you have all your, your normal coursework and every school is slightly different, but you'll have clinical rotations, just like any medical professional, you have to learn from experience. And, and, and I was fortunate to have very, very awesome clinical experiences with, with great teachers. Um, and it's not always the case. Um, you know, some, some teachers are better than others. And, and I was just fortunate to have very good teachers, but my final clinical rotation um, ended up getting canceled because it was last year, uh, starting in March. So COVID hit and the clinic that I was uh, scheduled to go to that I had kind of planned on taking a job with. Um, I, I knew the owner and I had actually worked at the front desk there, um, to make a little bit extra money, you know, my first year of PT school and, and actually had seen him with some of my own injuries, um, that, that, so I'm like, okay, this is what, you know, I, I like what they do plan on working there. And then COVID hit and it was like, well, shit, <laughs> what do I, what do I do now? And my, um, CI clinical instructor who I was supposed to be with at that company, um, ended up giving me, uh, Tim and Jess Cummings, uh, contact information, um, who they are the owners of restore thrive. And I was like, okay, well I knew them. They used to work at the clinic that I was supposed to go to and I didn't know them well, but I knew of them. And I basically just called them and was like, Hey, 
you know, this is my name. I'm student at Rockhurst. I, I don't know if you remember me from working there. Cause I just, I sat at the desk behind them and <laughs> I was just typing away on my computer while they were, you know, doing physical therapy stuff. And, um, and, and they were like, yeah, we, we remember you. And I, I kind of explained the situation and they were like, okay, well, we're not sure if it'll be a good fit, but like, let's set up a meeting. Let's talk in person. Um, this was right before COVID. So we could still talk in person. And, uh, and we were, uh, you know, we, we just kind of figured out like, is this going to be a good fit? And I remember, um, I, I've since that time I have lost it, but, um, one of the assignments we had in school was to come up with your own personal vision and I'll kind of paraphrase it. But basically like I, I told him like, I was kind of flexing. I'm like, I got my own personal vision. I'm cool. <laughs> and, uh, and I was like, uh, uh, you know, my vision is to help, you know, people that are active and have been told that they need to change that they can still accomplish what they want to, or something like that. It was probably much more elegantly stated because like I had like typed it being out. Being like someone telling someone they, they shouldn't lift anymore. Right. And you were like, no, that's not my, mm-hmm. that's not my vision statement. My vision statement is to keep everyone active and healthy for the rest of their life. Exactly. And then come to find out that's their mission and vision statement too is is you know they're basically in a summary if i had to say one sentence like what does restore thrive do we work with active individuals to ensure that they live uh, um, happy and age gracefully is pretty much a summary perfect fit so they were like wow this actually might might be a good fit and then um so i was a student with them uh this was through covid we didn't get to see a lot of people but um i just had a lot of conversations with them about um you know philosophy. We talked about, um, you know, treatment techniques. We did some online courses, um, basically just anything that we could do to help learn. And then through that time we realized like, wow, this is a very good fit. Um, I, they realized my strength and conditioning background, which Tim also has a strength and conditioning background. Our paths are like very similar and, and not only does restore thrive work with physical therapy, but they also do movement and mobility assessments that's more, um, you know, precursory. It's not necessarily reactive physical therapy. It's proactive. You may not be in pain right now, but there's still plenty of things that you can work on. You might have asymmetries. You might um, have a, a, a shift when you when you squat. You might, um, you might just be a little bit tight in some areas and it's not pain, but you're like, I don't want it to become pain. Come work with us. We can, we can, we can work on that. We can make sure that that tight spot doesn't become a problem and a painful area. I love it. I love it because, you know, part of like what we do here at the gym is we want people to move functionally for the rest of life, our, their lives. And then with Restore Thrive, you know, it's kind of that similar makeup. Like not only is it like you want them to move, you know, well throughout their life and, and be strong throughout their life, but it's more preventative as well. And I, I, I tend to tell people we're not just a gym or preventative healthcare, right? You know, we don't want you to pay $6,000 a month trying to get your, your health back when you get to an age where you're just trying to fight back time. And, and, um, this all kind of correlates and I love it. I love it. Right. And, and this is very paraphrased, but I, I remember, I think, uh, Chris Purvis sent it in a group text or something, but you know, there's been studies done out there that show, you know, the impact of COVID in obese countries versus, you know, lower, um, you know, BMI countries and BMI is its own flaw and everything. But, um, I think it just goes to show like just preventative health is so important and it's so overlooked and, you know, I'm not, I'm not here to rag on the healthcare system completely, but I think that sometimes it's a little bit backwards where it's like, okay, you know, you come in and there's something, something wrong with you. Let's fix it. Oh, it's fixed. Go on out there. It's never digging down to the root of the problem. Whereas, you know, through restore thrive, we offer the flexibility, um, in hour long appointments 
where with just one-on-one, so if you were to come see me, you would just see me. You're not going to come see any assistants or techs or anything like that. And not only are we going to try to make that problem better, say you come with knee pain, um, yeah, I'm going to make sure that there's nothing structurally wrong with your knee, but I also want to figure out why does it hurt? Because a lot of times people that are trying to be healthy and trying to, to lose weight are like, my knee hurts, but it's not like I like tweaked it or twisted it or, you know, got kicked in the knee playing soccer. Sometimes it is, but other times it's like, this has just kind of been bothering me. And I want to figure out, well, why did it start? And is it something in your hip? Is it something in your ankle? And we just offer the flexibility um, and the, and really just the time one-on-one with people to figure that out as opposed to just treat you're healthy or, you know, you're not healthy. You're, you're out of pain and all right, see you later. Right. Um, and and it, it's just really, you get a good intimate relationship with people that, that you know, I get to work with now. Um, you know, I know about their lives and, and they know about my life. And, um, and, you know, sometimes, you know, I say an hour long, but sometimes it's an hour 15 cause we find ourselves just sitting there talking. I'm like, Oh crap, I got to get moving to, yeah. the, to the next person. Uh, or I got a coach or I got to get home and take, to take the dogs on a walk or something. So, um, it's just, it's just really awesome because, um, I never really thought of myself as a people person, but it turns out that I actually kind of am. I like to yeah. talk. Um, I'm sure that you guys listening know that I like to talk as, <laughs> as long as I'm talking right now, but no, I, I love it. Cause it, 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 it really shows that you care and it's, it's not something like you're going to work on them for like 15 minutes and they're going to be back next week or, mm-hmm. you know, they're going to be back, you know, for the next 15 weeks and it, you, yeah, you make them feel good for that day. And then the pain comes back. No, you're really evaluating. You're finding out why the pain has started, why it's happening. And then you eliminate the pain. So like kind of your goal is to never see them again at some point. Uh, yeah. Other than like to hang out because you made friends. Right. Yeah, and that's something that we say all the time um, is, is our goal is to to really give you the tools that, you know, if this were to be an issue in the future, like you have this basically playbook of, okay, this is what we did. Because a lot of times injuries can be reoccurring. You and I both know back injuries can be reoccurring and it doesn't have to be that way, but that's just the way that it is sometimes. And, you know, it, it, if, if you came to see me and and we got it figured out and then something happens and you're like, oh man, back's bothering me again. One, you can come see me again if you like. Um, and and I'll never discourage that, but also you have the tools, you know, I, you have all the videos and the exercises. And if you need the extra guidance, like, of course I'm there for you. But my goal is not to see you one time every other week for the rest of your life. My goal is to see you for six months to a year. And then if you need me, I'm there. Yeah. And I can totally attest to this because I, you know, I hurt my back. Uh, gosh, probably before COVID. Uh, it was a while back, but, mm-hmm. um, what's cool about that is I saw you, I only saw you one time. Um, but you gave me like this whole action item list of things that I need to do. So if my back injury flares up, that's on me because you gave me all the tools necessary to be successful and to get over that back injury. But, um, knock on wood, we're, we're, we're still good. Um, we're, we're wrapping up here. So I, I want to, I want people to know where they can find you, where they can contact you, um, you know, speak a little bit about how you don't need insurance either. You can take cash as mm-hmm. well. So uh, just kind of speak on all that. Like, how do we get a hold of PT, Pat? <laughs> uh, yeah, so a couple different ways. Um, I would say the easiest way to to reach out is look me up on Instagram. Uh, Chandler PT underscore Casey is the name. 
and we'll put some of this in the show notes so you guys can all be easy to find. Um, you can Google me on Google me on Facebook, man. I sounded ancient just now. Uh, you can look me up on Facebook. It's like that uh, Geico commercial. Right. Yeah. You're you becoming your dad. Um, but as far as I, th- I think really the easiest way would be Instagram, because if you click on the link in my bio, it will take you straight. If you want to book an appointment, if you want to um, find out more details about uh, training at Kansas Athletic Club. Um, and if you want to listen to this podcast, then you can find find all that stuff through there. If you want to learn more about Restore Thrive, go to RestoreThrive.com, www.RestoreThrive.com. And then, uh, and yeah, all of the details are there. You can also book appointments through our website. Uh, phone number to call would be 913-396-29. Six zero. I'll double check that because that did not sound very confident when I said it. We might have to come back and re-edit this. Um, but yeah, there's there's plenty of different ways. Um, and, and really, I think, like I said, Instagram is probably the best way because you can literally just message me any questions that you might have. Um, and I, I'd be happy to, to answer it. And, and, and usually I'll be able to tell you pretty quickly, yeah, that's something that I'd be able to work with you with or, you know, I, I don't know if this would be a great fit. And, and as far as what you said, without the insurance, um, we, we, we don't particularly take insurance. So it's not something that you would come and we check your benefits. Um, and that's on purpose. That's, uh, partly because we want to work an hour with, with our, with our clients and, and usually insurance reimbursement just doesn't allow for that type of time. And, and without getting too much in, in the rabbit hole, I'd love to talk about insurance all day. I'm sure you guys would love to listen to a podcast on insurance, but, um, a lot of times the benefits aren't exactly what they seem. So you may go get physical therapy somewhere else or go to get medical treatment and you might have a copay, but you also might, um, have to pay up to a deductible. So you might owe $50 that day, but then two months down the road, once the insurance is processed it, then you get another bill for $500 and you're like, wait a second, I thought it was $50 and, and it just gets really confusing. So we do have, um, you know, this fee for service and, and, uh, if you need an initial evaluation, it's $205. Um, and then we have packages based on what your needs are. So like for someone like you, you were really only type of one type of visit, but if somebody's in a much more acute state, you know, it might be six visits, it might be 10 visits and there's discounts accordingly for that. So, um, you know, it's really, it's really geared toward exactly what you need and, and, what you need is what you're going to get basically. So, well, I, I appreciate you letting me, uh, flip the script and, and interviewing you. And it was actually really cool to hear your story. I, I, I obviously I hang out with you a lot, so I know a lot about your story, but just kind of the, the fine minute details on how you really shifted into, uh, the PT podcast, Pat, that you are today. So man, I loved it. Yeah. Appreciate you having me on. Um, I'll split back into host mode and appreciate everybody from listening. Make sure, uh, make sure you rate, subscribe, um, remember unsubscribe and then resubscribe and then, uh, check us out on Instagram, sweat daily podcast, check us out on Facebook and remember as always sweat daily.